Do you want to feel strong, confident, and ready to enjoy life? I'm Jen Shaver, a triple certified fitness expert and mother living her best midlife. I want to help you achieve a healthy, active lifestyle without ever having to go to the gym. We grow together every Monday, so be sure to subscribe and tune in to your weekly fit news. This episode of Fit News is sponsored by... Make wellness a priority in your life. Women's bodies face changes and fluctuations in hormones as they go through the cycle of menopause. Strong for Life offers an exercise program to help you invest in your future and health without crazy routines. We deliver the results you deserve from your time and effort. Go to strongforlifefitness.com to learn more. Now back to our show. Hello and welcome to Fit News. I'm your host, Jen Shaver, and joining me today is a very special guest, Sue Bellingham, nutrition coach, speaker, and midlife women's warrior. Sue is on a mission to change the way women view what's possible with their body and their health midlife. At the age of 50, she found herself dangerously overweight and looking in the mirror wondering what happened. There were many pivotal moments that changed and which ultimately led to making a commitment to her changing her life. After losing over 100 pounds without dieting or deprivation and gaining massive strength, she knew she had to show other women what was possible midlife and beyond. Sue, thank you for joining us today. I'm excited to chat with you. Jen, thank you for thank you for inviting me to come and speak uh, yeah. today. I'm I'm really excited to share a little bit about me and uh, and uh, and what's possible for women of my age. Right, right. Because I think you know the sentiment that um, you know looking in the mirror and wondering what happened. And I feel like I have talked with many clients too who have said, "Gosh, I looked in the mirror and I just didn't even recognize who I had become." And that's true. And that that happened for me, uh, aged forty nine. You know, I um, I was I was getting ready for I was getting ready for work one morning, and uh, I checked myself in the mirror before I left the house, uh, as I did every morning. Right. But this particular morning, I I actually saw the real reflection that was staring back at me, and Jen, it cut right through my heart, and uh, I didn't like it. Yeah, didn't recognize the woman in the in the reflection at all. And, you know, you you probably heard this from from many other women. But for me, it was the, it was one of the pivotal moments. Um, I literally I dropped to my knees and I sobbed and I yeah. couldn't stop. Yeah, I couldn't stop. And uh, I had to call in sick that day. I had to call in sick the next day as well. And the day after that. Because I needed a moment to, yeah. I needed that time to be able to to gather my thoughts and and uh, and basically come up with a plan of how I'm supposed to get that reflection in the mirror looking somewhere near respectable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, it came as a big shock, but it was the, it was uh, listen the, the the woman staring back at me was was very much my my mother. And uh, and she was another she was another big reason why I needed to do something about my weight, my health, because my mother was this this she was an amazing woman. She was a, she was a right. real gem. But um, in her mid forties, she was very out uh, very um, outgoing, very gregarious. She loved socializing. <laughs> she loved hosting dinner parties. She was a fabulous cook. 
Um, she was into amateur dramatics and she used to put on shows and stuff. So oh. she was one of those, those, those real sort of life's go-getter women. Yeah. Um, but she, she started to experience health issues in her mid forties. Wow. That's and, young. Uh, that is young, yeah. but you know, it's, it's, when I think about it, it's not really surprising because she was very much a party girl. So, you know, there was always <laughs> going to be too, too much smoking, too much drinking, <laughs> too much eating of the wrong foods. And unfortunately, these things catch up with you in time, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that's what happened for her. And uh, so from her mid-40s onwards, she um, her health deteriorated wow. quite rapidly until, until in her 60s. She actually had a – she became this recluse, which was very not like her. She didn't right. want people coming around to her house, including me from time to time. Wow. You know, if, if I'd arranged to go and stay with her for the weekend, she would she would sometimes ring her up and go, like, no, this is not a good weekend, love, because you know, she was she was that infirmed by everything she had going on for her that um she couldn't clean her house properly, mm. she couldn't look after herself properly. And it was just it was heartbreaking to watch. Yeah. And uh there was this one this one day, she, she, they lived in a, a, a two-story house. And uh, she was going upstairs one day and she had a panic attack midway up the stairs. And that was it. She decided once she got to the top, eventually, that she was never coming down again. And that's what happened. So unfortunately, when a fire broke out in their home, in their kitchen, due to a faulty toaster, um, she was trapped up there and she <gasps> couldn't get out. And and she she passed away. I was actually on the phone to her that that particular evening. We were having a conversation and she just cut that conversation off so abruptly. Um, and I, what I know now is that she did that so she could call the fire brigade <gasps> to report the fire. And uh, the first I knew about it was when the police came knocking on my door at 11.30 that night telling me what had happened and that I needed to get to the hospital as quickly as possible because both she and my stepdad were in there very poorly. Um, so I raced over there. It was two hours away um, in a town that I'd never been to before. And I didn't know my way around. And I got there at about three o'clock in the morning. And she she passed away shortly after that. And then the following day, um, we switched off the life support that my stepdad was on as well. So in that one split moment, because both of them were were not in the best of health. Right. So here I was, aged 50 looking at my mother's reflection in the mirror and deciding that I this this I'm not I'm I'm not going to walk down the same path as my mum did because right. I was already experiencing health issues I I already had the pre-diabetes I already had the underactive thyroid I already had the high, very high blood pressure um so I was starting down that route um and and that was my that was my catalyst that day that I saw my mum's reflection in the mirror was the day that I kind of decided like, no, this is not for me. Right. And I think because I think for a lot of women, myself, I've, I've been dieting since I was a teenager. Right. That's when my issue started. Yeah. And uh, as much as I dieted and, and I tried literally all of them, right. I only ever got heavier and heavier and heavier as, as each year went by. Right. So dieting wasn't going to work. Right. Um, well, because so most I, of them were were very restrictive, I'm sure, you know, it was always some form of restriction, no matter yeah. what the diet was, it was, yeah. it was just extreme. And, you know, cutting something completely out. And then, yeah. Yeah. 
because that's that's the way that's that's unfortunately what the diet industry is all about. Right now, my my weight loss journey began purely by accident. Mm-hmm. I mean, purely by accident. When I say there were several pivotal moments in my life right. that started me on the right path, uh-huh. one of them was um, I had been carrying around a lot of rage inside of me for a very long time. I was playing golf one day. Towards the end of the round, I missed literally a two-foot putt. And that was just enough to have this explosion of rage come out of me. And it was ugly. Yeah. And it was embarrassing. And I was ashamed. And uh, this was the point where I knew I had to address that. That was my most immediate concern right there, right then. Because if it happened once... It was going to happen again unless I did something about it. Right, right. Especially, you know, not knowing what's going to trigger it, right? If something that you do for fun was a trigger, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it could have been anything. It just happened to be that thing that day. Right. Right. So I started, I I found somebody to help me and Mm -hmm. I started working with him. And quite literally, Jen, after three months of, that's all we did. That's all we focused on was was the rage. What mm-hmm. was triggering it, why I was reacting the way I was reacting. Yeah. And literally everything was so trivial. There was nothing major in there, but just something so trivial would in, invoke this, this huge reaction in me. Right. Um, so we needed to get to why I was reacting like that. So that's all we did. And three months into this work, um, I, again, was getting ready for work one morning and I pulled on my trousers and they were loose. Wow. And it was like, oh, okay, I don't understand what's happening here, but I run straight to the bathroom and I stand on my scales. Jen, I had lost 14 pounds. Wow. Now, in bear in mind. Months. In three in months. months. Yeah, yeah, without changing your diet or, or exercise, adding in all this crazy stuff. It was just focusing simply, you know, on this rage. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I didn't have the bandwidth at the time to do anything else other right. than right work on this rage. Yeah. So so now I'm curious, right? Yeah. And and I I am I am a lifelong student. I'm I'm yeah. a very curious person. So now <laughs> I have to find out what the connection is between releasing anger mm-hmm. and weight. So I started off down that path, and and what I. Listen, to cut a long story short, uh, very short, yeah, my weight issues were nothing to do with my – I also went back to school. Okay. Because, you know, as I worked with this guy uh, for, for a few months more, the weight was steadily coming off. Right. And uh, and because of that, I thought, well, right, so now I really need to address my nutrition because I don't want to go back on another diet. Uh-huh, right. Because they don't work. They right. don't work. i got to yeah. figure out how to do this properly. Mm-hmm. So I go back to school. And I study nutrition. And literally the thing that I find is there was nothing wrong with my nutrition. The only thing that was wrong was I was I was very much an emotional eater. So every time I had an episode of rage, I would eat cake. Every time I had an episode of grief, I would eat cake. Every time I had an episode of frustration or stress or whatever, it was cake, cake, cake. Sometimes mm-hmm. chocolate, mostly cake. And uh, and that's why working with this guy, my weight started coming off because the more work that we did, the more anger I was able to release, the less reliant I was on food right. to help me to get over an instance of 
rage because they just right. weren't happening anymore. Right. Because you were using the cake as your tool, basically. It was the tool exactly. to cope, the coping tool. Yeah. And so through working through your rage and learning other techniques, you no longer had to turn to the food as, as the coping mechanism. Exactly right. So that was quite the epiphany for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there were, there were a few things wrong with my nutrition. Um, obviously portion size I needed to address and, and, um, you know, maybe I, maybe I ate a little bit too much carbohydrate and, and that sort of thing, but they were just minor things that right. really needed to be tweaked. Right. Mm-hmm. So nutritionally I was pretty sound. Yeah. It was the emotional side. Mm-hmm. That was my big, big issue. Yeah. And it took me until I reached the age of 50, Jen, to realize that. Wow. You know, I've, I've worked with a few clients now and, and the, the same thing, same thing. Been lifelong dieters, never been able to lose the weight, only gaining weight. When I have a look at their nutrition, it's usually pretty sound, but there is emotional baggage that needs to be dealt with. Right. And I don't think this is a topic that's talked about enough. For anybody who identifies as an emotional eater, there is no diet in the world that is ever going to work for them. It's it's not because all diets do is they restrict food, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. they a, a diet is going to treat the symptom, which is weight gain, mm-hmm. but they're not going to treat the root cause, which is usually something a little bit deeper. It, it's so, it's like just it's like take this pill, right? Instead of looking into why do you need to take like what is exactly the problem, right? Yeah. Just take this and move on. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's the same, it's the same. If you take a pill, you've got a headache. You take a pill to, to, to relieve the, the, the symptom of the, the, the pain that you've got going on in your head. Mm -hmm. But invariably, you know, you could be, you could have been staring at a screen for too long. Maybe that's why you got the headache. It could be something to do with, air pressure change, which is something that affects me when we move from low pressure to high pressure, I get a headache. So yes, the pill is going to take away the pain. But if you're curious enough, try and figure out what is actually causing Mm -hmm. that pain. Is it that you've strained your eyes too much? Is it that you, you know, what is it? Right. Have you, have you, is it a hangover? You never know, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And for me, you know, the, the more I dug into why I was emotionally eating. I mean, mean, oh my goodness, Jen, there were so many things. There were Mm -hmm. so many things. And one of the reasons I love working with with women in midlife is, my God, they're amazing people. Yeah, Midlife women are amazing people. The thing that I love about midlife women is that they, they carry multiple titles and multiple identities, right? right? Mm Mm-hmm. For you know, sure. so that that they, they're a worker, they're a mother, they're a they're a they're a housekeeper, they're the cook. They they hold multiple identities and multiple yeah. titles. Mm-hmm. Midlife women know how to carry hurt and loss. They know how to hold the pain and the grief of their own stories locked away inside of them, mm-hmm. because that's what they've been conditioned to do. You know, she has a number of experiences that are that are untold and unresolved. You know, and and for for women at this time of life, it can often feel like they're walking towards the the the, the cliff edge instead of climbing to the highest peak. Right. Because with you know with with everything that's going on, I mean, really, is it wonder? Is it any wonder at all that she might be having challenges with weight or with health? Yeah. 
you know, because often it's more complex than going on a diet to shed some body fat, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's why I love working with these amazing, complex, incredibly strong ladies. Yeah. And and ultimately, this is why my business is called the Midlife Wellness Warrior. Yeah. Um, and I honestly believe, Jen, that it is it is this women in midlife today. It is this mm-hmm. this generation of women in midlife that are going to be the 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 world changers, you know. Right. Because already, already, I mean, menopause is this thing that was never, never spoken about. It's always been a taboo subject until right. this generation of women yeah. are starting to talk about it. Mm-hmm. There's commercials on the TV about it now. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. We had one during the Super Bowl about menopause. So it is out there and it is starting to become a part of the conversation. And when you look at, you know, what's going on in the workplace and how it affects women in the workplace, it's about time because that these companies start to recognize it and start to offer, uh, you know, ways to manage and help the female population deal with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and that's amazing. I know, I certainly know uh, when I was working my corporate job, I worked for a major global bank. Um, and they, before I, I left two years ago, mm-hmm. and they they had started a like a menopause hub ah. for for female employees who were mm-hmm. of that age. Nice. And uh, but what I what I loved what I loved my my boss at the time was a was a guy who was um, a few years older than me, clearly married, clearly to a woman who had gone through menopause. And what I hadn't realized was um, because I've always said, Jen, that I got away with the menopause. I didn't have any symptoms at all. Yeah. But, you know, what I do know now is, is yes, I had this anger inside of me for such a long time. But I think actually the, uh, the menop- perimenopause and menopause mm-hmm. exacerbated that quite a lot. And, I, and I'll tell you, and this, this is right. a God's honest truth. When I used to have one-to-ones with my boss, after the first couple, he he started bringing tissues into the meeting wow. room because because you know I was an emotional woman. I would get yeah. angry. I would get angry at stuff that was going on in the workplace. Right. And and when I get angry, I'm one of those women that just cries. Yeah. So every one to one I had with him was was a you know I cried and I thank God that he was married and his wife had gone through the menopause. He knew what was going on. I had no idea what was going yeah. on. I just thought I was I was going slightly mad. Yeah. But um, but no. But don't so. you think that 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 there there's a large percentage of women that feel that same way, because they 100%. don't know, they don't understand what the symptoms are, they just feel like they're having a you know out of body experience. Hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I I don't want to get too deep into this, but mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's kind of like um when you I I suppose when you reach around about the age of forty, there's a kind of like a an unconscious panic that wells mm-hmm. up inside of us. And we don't necessarily, it, because it's unconscious, we don't recognize it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to have to deal with, with raging hormones and raging mood swings and unexplained weight gain. And literally nobody, nobody around you understands. And and they kind of like, like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You need help. You need to go and see somebody. Yeah. Um, so this is a time of life where, you know, us girls can quite often feel completely misunderstood. Mm-hmm. 
right. completely misunderstood. The more I started to dig into all of my triggers for emotional eating, literally my 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 world changed. My world changed. And look, you know, I am I am. I, I suppose it's a little bit like, and I I don't want to. Oh, I don't know if I can use this analogy because I don't know if I'm doing some this particular group of people in injustice. But you know, for for people who are maybe um, dependent on alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who who go who go to go to Alcoholics Anonymous and and sort of get clean, right? That urge to to have a drink is always going to be there. Yeah, and it's it's the same with with an emotional eater because I you know I can in fact I did in in twenty 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 yeah twenty twenty when the whole yeah. world was turned upside down right? because of the global <laughs> pandemic, uh-huh. right? Right. Um, this this is when my emotional eating came back and it was it was it was horrific yeah working from home i mean my god for some people it was like christmas had come in march <laughs> it was like all of their dreams had come true it's like yeah i get to work from home i don't need to go into the office but for me it was what it was literally my 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 worst nightmare yeah right right so because so not actually, sitting 10 feet from the kitchen right 24/7 well, yeah yeah, but it's that. But for me, it was it was like I I didn't like the silence. I needed. I, I look. I'm not the most conversational of people, but I I just I the, the office chatter, mm-hmm. the conversations in the restaurants, the conversations that you have in the corridor at the coffee machine. Yeah, just the buzz. That that's what I missed, and it was it was affecting me emotionally. I was getting so depressed. In fact, there were a few days where I I had to phone up my boss and said, look, I just can't, I can't today. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in tears because I just can't face another day of this. And the other thing, the other thing was, it turns out that that being with my partner 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks of the year, <laughs> wasn't good for me either. Yeah. And if I'm brutally honest, that relationship hadn't been working for, for a while. Mm-hmm. My emotional eating comes. It was, it was more, almost like a "Here's Johnny" yeah. moment. Right? It was. It was like yeah. it was like this guy was breaking down the door to my life and uh-huh. and and coming in and going here. Hey, hey, Sue. Hey, I'm back. Back. Yeah. Remember me? <laughs> yeah, remember me. I'm here to give you thirty pounds of the hundred pounds that you've already lost. I'm here to give it to you back. Right. On I nice. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> right. It was like, this is my gift to you. Well, thanks yeah. very much. Um, yeah. So, you know, now now I have bigger decisions to make. Like, what mm-hmm. am I going to do about this? Because I don't want to be back in this place. Right. In Back to emotional eating again. What am I going to do about this? Um, so after after one year, in it was in March 2021, mm-hmm. I walked away from my job. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of months after that, I walked away from my relationship as well. Look, no matter how scary the world was at that time, I I literally had to ask myself, what was actually scarier, right? Right. Was it scarier to continue living a life that was crushing me Mm -hmm. from all sides? Yep. Or was it scarier to get rid of the things that were causing me the angst and the depression and and creating this emotional eating again? I, I had to ask myself what I valued the most, and it wasn't easy. Right. It wasn't easy, Jen, but what I valued most, as it turns out, was I valued my emotional freedom mm-hmm. and my inner peace over financial security and being in a relationship which 
which well as i said hadn't been hadn't been working for for a while mm-hmm. and i do wonder how many other women out there are compromising what they value most maybe that's why they continuously find themselves you know at the crumbs of a cake or at the box at the end of a box of donuts or mm-hmm. you know Right. The, at the bottom right. of a packet of biscuits, you know, because at some point, at some point, and midlife is the is the best time to do it, you have to start putting yourself first. You have mm-hmm. to start putting your needs first. Right. And asking yeah. those hard questions like you asked yourself and being yeah. honest with the answer. Yeah. That that you're giving yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so when I talk about putting yourself first, I mean, I mm-hmm. did that when I ended my relationship. I put myself first when I mm-hmm. when I left my job because I refused to to be hostage to that friction in my life anymore. I'd had yeah. enough. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm grateful that the work I'd done, the, the personal development work I'd done in the in the preceding years, the years preceding the pandemic, where I focused on sort of mindset and, and, and self-care. Um, I learned that, you know, you got to listen to, you got to listen to those inner voices. You know, I don't, I don't require that job for my financial security because, you know, when I feel better, I am able to see what I want more of in my life. And when I'm able to see what that, what that is, then I know I'm following what feels purposeful. Mm -hmm. I'm following what sparks me. And it's it's led to things like like coaching women in midlife because you know I've walked that path right because I know what it's like to look in that mirror and feel so disgusted with yourself mm-hmm. and I know what it's like to to find myself at the end of a, an entire chocolate cake. Looking for a fitness program that fits into your busy schedule? Look no further than Strong for Life Light. Our brand new program offers whole workouts every month that you can do from the comfort of your own home. No need to worry about missing classes or juggling gym time with family time. Join Strong for Life Light today and get on track to a healthier you. Now back to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. So you, do you work with women now and what? how do you help them? Yeah, I, I do. I do work with women now. So primarily mm-hmm. the women that come to me, come to me for weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, now, look, I have four, four pillars of health in my business. And uh, so, so those are um, self-care, mindset, mm-hmm. nutrition and, and movement. Because, oh, Jen, you know, you're a, you're a fitness mm-hmm. instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, strength training for, for us girls in midlife is, is yeah. so incredibly important. Right. Um, so it's, it's my final pillar, but it's, mm-hmm. it's as important as, as the other three. Right. So yeah, right. a woman will come to me because they want to lose weight. Um, and they come to me asking for, you know, what's the best diet to go on? Yeah, Listen, right? I'm, never, I'm, I'm never going to recommend. No, there is. If anybody asks, asks me to recommend a diet, one that's going to work, the only one that I will ever ask anybody to follow if they weren't working with me is the Mediterranean diet Mm -hmm. yeah because that is that is that that's that's perfect right right Right. um so yeah I I need to lose weight I need to you know I've got a wedding coming up I need to fit into I need to look good Mm -hmm. I need to feel good um, what can you do for me? What's the best diet? Listen, I'm I'm not going to put you on a diet. Yes, we'll have a look at your nutrition, 
But if you some if you are somebody who has been a cereal dieter for a very long time, then then let let's look at some other areas as well that might be affecting. Yeah you know, your, your inability to, to lose weight, your inability to stay on a diet. Um, right. And it's, and I, so I'm never going to recommend that anybody cuts anything out of their, their, their diet at all. Um, Yes. We'll have a look at, I'm very much macro based. It -hmm. works for me, Jen. When I switched to, to focusing on, on, on macros, Mm-hmm. Um, it was like it was like the whole the whole game changed for me because now I'm focusing what I on what I can eat, right, and not what I can't eat. Yeah, you know, because for a long time, and people still do this. They tell you you've got to cut out carbs. You've got to cut out carbs if you want to lose weight. But do you realize how important carbs are for your general health? Exactly. <laughs> do you realize how much fat is is important for your general health? And and fiber and 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 protein and, and especially because the thing is for for women in midlife um, nutrition is important of course it is yeah. but what worked for you um, you have to do things slightly differently right yeah so you know for for women in midlife let's have a look at let's have a look at increasing your protein intake that's going to make a big difference right. let's have a look at increasing how much fiber you're having in your diet because that's going to make a big difference. Yes. So there, there are things that you have to do slightly differently, but it's not its not a whole world difference. Before we enter perimenopause or menopause, us girls, we, we are given a lot of protection by estrogen. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> but when that starts to reduce, this is when menopause symptoms start to occur. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so let's have a look at, at um, replacing some of the foods in your diet with foods that are uh, high in phytoestrogens mm-hmm. because your body may be eliminating estrogen, the hormone, you can replace that to a certain degree right. by eating plants that are, that are high in phytoestrogens. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so let's have a look at that as well. So it's not just, it's not just one thing. No, it, it's I, definitely multifaceted, right? Mm. So the lighthouse has four legs and we need all four for it to stand. Uh-huh. But I, I yeah, like so- that you brought up the strength training. I mean, you brought up the protein, you brought up the fiber, and you brought up the strength training. So you were speaking my language, girl. Um, hey. and- <laughs> I mean, there you go. That's what I am, you know, trying to hammer home yeah. with the midlife ladies because yes. I feel like when we are doing these restrictive diets, those are the things that go, right? The protein goes, the fiber goes. And then even if you are exercising most of them are doing the cardio and they're on an you know an hour on the elliptical or whatever it might be so they're not building any muscle and they don't have any protein I mean, it's just like a a snowball effect and another another big thing uh with women is is if they if they want to lose weight they generally tend to over restrict their diet right so I, I think you have to know, you have to know how much energy, and everybody is different. You have to know yeah. how much energy your body needs, mm-hmm. right? Right. And then you work with that. You create a calorie deficit off of that. Right. But if you take that an to- extreme one, because that, that, like you were saying, too many people go to the extreme with yeah. that calorie deficit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so many women I know now when, when they say they're on a diet, they're sticking to 1200 calories. Jen, my God, uh... that is just, that's dangerous. Yes. That is so dangerous. And, count, and counterproductive. Oh, of course. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, from being, listen, I'm not a fitness instructor. <laughs> I, 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 
listen, when I first lost my first 40 pounds, it was kind of like this was the point at which I thought, hmm, okay, maybe it's now time to to think about working on my fitness as well. And mm-hmm. I did. I went and joined a, a gym and started working with a personal trainer. Yeah. And look, I've said before earlier on in this, I am I am a constant uh I am I am a life I am a student of life I have to know how things work yeah so while I'm working with a personal trainer I'm questioning every exercise that we're doing yeah right mm-hmm. what is what what are we doing here what do we do what how is this how is this helping yes. and look when if we go back to to the to nutrition side if you over restrict your calories yes you will lose weight but you're also going to lose muscle yes and muscle is metabolically active. Mm-hmm. So the more muscle you have, the greater your chance of being able to, to lose weight. Mm-hmm. If you are destroying, if you are losing muscle because you are over-restricting mm-hmm. your diet, you're going to get to a point where you're going to stall. You're going to reach that dreaded weight loss plateau because mm-hmm. you can't that there's your metabolism has slowed right down. Right. Because there's nothing to nothing to keep it revved up. So yeah. yes, exercise did become incredibly important to me. Yeah. And uh, so when I say I great gained incredible strength, um, listen, I was in in competition with my my niece who's twenty almost thirty years my junior, yeah. and she was going to CrossFit training. Oh. Uh, and. Uh, so there she is at, I don't know, 20 something. And there's me at 50 something. And uh, she's messaging me going like, I deadlifted 80, 80 kgs today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, oh God, my PBs are like only like 60. So I work on that and yeah. I get up to 80 and I go, yeah, I've got to 80. She goes, no, I'm 90 now. So it's like, oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> I've got to work on that a little bit more. So, but listen, there, the, the, I had so many aha moments with the yeah. with the strength training as well because I mean who knew Jen that even something as simple as VMO leg raises can help to cure or help to to lessen knee pain right who knew I didn't but that was a that was a a, a, a wonderful epiphany because being somebody who's been incredibly overweight for a very long time yeah my knees were buggered uh, and and they hurt all the time but you know you. You work on the muscles. Muscle protects bone. And and that's just, that's, you know, and I think this goes back to, as you were, you know, talking about your mother who ended up not being able to leave the upstairs, right? So it was everyday tasks. Yes. That had become difficult, oh, virtually impossible for her. Mm. Mm. And that's what's tragic. And that's what, you know, we should all be keeping in mind is what do we want the next 20, 30, 40 years to look like? What do we want our body to be able to do in that time? Not anything aesthetic, but you know, how do we want to feel? How do we want to be able to move? What do we want to be able to do? That's a hundred percent. And I I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because you you see it so often now that 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 people work their entire life and as soon as mm-hmm. they get to retirement age, it's like they don't have the energy right. or the strength mm-hmm. to go and do what it is that they want to do. And in fact, unfortunately, some people drop dead as soon as they stop working. Right. Um, uh, and it all goes back to it all goes back to you know, you're right. What what you're doing now shouldn't be 
you shouldn't be focusing on what results you can get now. Mm-hmm. Everything that you're doing now should be uh, your focus for 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 what you want for you in in 15, 20, 30 right. years time. Right. I can give yeah. you an example here. Um, we have uh, I have a, a lady who lives five doors down from me, down this way, whose name is Marjorie. She's ninety four, and I, I meet her every day when I'm out on my walk, she's out there striding. I mean, yes, she does take a walker with her, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't need it. Yeah. Apart from when, because she, the road slopes down like this. So when she's walking home, she's Mm -hmm. a little bit scared of, of falling over. Mm -hmm. So she takes her walker for that. Um, Two doors up from me, Pauline is 76. And literally when she walks up to the shop or goes out for a walk, she's she's shuffling her way up the road. So these are two ladies who have 20 years between them. Right. The one who's older and goes out walking and sort of keeps herself active all of the time yeah. is thriving. The one who sits in in her in her home on her sofa watching TV all day is yeah. the one who is shuffling her way up the road. Right. Um, right. So, you know, you have to choose 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 which one you want to be do you yeah. want to be the 94 year old active woman or do you want to be the 74 year old 75 year old lady who's right. hunched over and, and shuffling her way up the road exactly when I quit my job in 2021 I needed a project to do so I built this place that I'm sitting in here I built this from scratch myself yeah. um so so this half of it is my office that half of it is my gym I love it so um yeah I've got all my my dumbbells and weights and kettlebells and TRX ropes and stuff and right. I and I I work out on my own here at home. And that's perfect. You know, yeah. and I think that's another thing that you know people need to understand that you don't have to have a gym membership. It can be done in half of a room space, right? Yeah. And it's and it works. Yeah, you just yeah. Need, you need a yoga mat. That's all you need. Yep. The the space that a yoga mat takes up is is exactly. is all the space that you need. Yep. And yeah, I mean, yes, I have all the equipment, but I do I need it? Um, probably not. Right. I can do right. as an effective job without all of this mm-hmm. equipment as I can with the equipment. Yeah. Uh, and look, listen, Jen, you are never going to get me to love burpees. You are never going to get me to love <laughs> the TRX ropes. You, there's a lot of things you're never going to get me to love. But yeah, well, you know, Sue, you know that I don't approve of burpees, right? <laughs> I did not know that. Yes. Yes, my workouts okay. are burpee free for my ladies. Yes, and I don't. Oh, do I need to come work out with you. <laughs> no burpees allowed. No sit ups allowed. No crunches allowed. <laughs> sit ups and crunches. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with. Okay, what is your what is your burpee? Why why no burpees? Um, I prefer to go a more functional route. In other words, how many times in your day have you ever had to perform that in real life? That's very true. <laughs> That'd be never. <laughs> You have never had to do any of that movement. And it's just a movement that is, you know, quite frankly, poses too much of an injury risk because too many people get hurt doing them. And then once you're hurt, you're inconsistent and fall off the wagon. And if you ever come back, great, but sometimes you don't come back. So I'd rather just avoid that altogether. There are so many other exercises out there that can do so much more for you. So let's just skip them and move on. <laughs> oh, Jen. <laughs> oh, yep. oh, 
So right, I will know. never do another burpee in my life. I but, I highly yeah. am skipping them personally, but you know, <laughs> I, I also you know to each their own. So you know, I, I I don't judge people that want to do them, that like to do them. That's great. Um, I personally do not do them, nor do I recommend them. So that's that's it. <laughs> that's good enough for me, Jen. You are a qualified personal <laughs> trainer. I've converted and if you. you. <laughs> If you say burpees are not required, then I am not doing burpees ever again. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's it's weird. It's weird when still talking about exercise. Uh, mm-hmm. There are there were certain exercises that I did with a personal trainer. That, for instance, the very first time I I did a paloff press, mm-hmm. it was demonstrated to me, and I just looked at the personal trainer. I went, really that looks just too easy. What is the point of this? And he's going, you think it's easy? Try it. By God. (laughs) They're not easy. No. Just the variety of stuff that you can do to Mm -hmm. just make an improvement in your life. You know, just listen, I I suffered with with back pain. I suffered with knee pain. I suffered with shoulder pain. Mm -hmm. But uh, and the personal trainer obviously knew all of this, and we adapted some of the some of the, the routines to to suit what I could and couldn't do. Right. But you know, after a period of time, we didn't have to do the adaptions anymore because you building up the muscles around the joints that are being affected. Right. Just giving them right. some sort of protection. Right. Yeah. And we're talking about you didn't do this when you were twenty. You did this midlife. And and yeah. I think that's the important thing for women to hear that, you know, because a lot, oh, I have back pain, so I can't do this. Or I have, my knees don't work like they used to. So I really can't do that. But all of that pain can go away, just like yours did. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I am nowhere near the weight that I that I want to be. I still have an awful lot of weight to lose. But hell, it's... <laughs> When you understand, when yeah. you understand what's going to help, uh, when you understand why you are carrying that weight, when mm-hmm. you understand all of this, if you and you have to, you, I, I always say that your your weight is a direct reflection of your inability of your inability is probably not the right word of of you not wanting to address the issues behind it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, sometimes you just got to get that little bit uncomfortable and, uh, you know, bite the bullet and 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 face face some shadows. hundred percent worth it. Yeah. And possible. So yeah. if our listeners want to um, learn more about you or uh, get in touch with you, how can they do that? Uh, very welcome to drop me an email. OK. Uh, th- my email address is simply info at suebellingham.com. Okay. And that's S-U-E-B-E-L-L-I-N-G-H-A-M. Correct. Okay. Okay. And that's that's really about it. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't have a big uh, presence on social media. I mean, mm-hmm. I do have a Facebook profile. I do have a Facebook page, but there hasn't been any activity on that yeah. for about three years now. And I have a I occasionally go on to TikTok and, and put some videos up on TikTok. So you can possibly find me there, but okay. don't hold your breath for content because <laughs> it's, right. it's only as and when I feel inspired to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. really, I mean, I, I think the safest bet is if somebody does want to contact me, I'd be I'd be happy to to receive an email from somebody. Wonderful. Well, Sue, we appreciate your time today and we thank you for sharing all that you have.
It's been my pleasure, Jen. And and once again, thank you for inviting me to to come and talk on your podcast. It's um, of course. It's been amazing. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit News. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Shaver, and I'm on a continuing mission to help you stay strong, healthy, and happy. A special thank you to our producer, Noah Martin, and Retrospection Multimedia. Tune in to the Fit News Podcast every Monday to get your tips for living your best midlife. These episodes are live-streamed weekly in our Facebook group. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe to Fit News Podcast for your weekly health advice. To join the Facebook group, visit strongforlifefitness.com.